Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global... What up, high fivers? Like, uh, like the intro says, I've got my good friend, uh, it's your boy, high five Tom, and I got my good friend Will here. Will, uh, what, what you, what you drinking, Will? Ah, uh, well, in the spirit of festivities, and shouts out to our friend uh, David Henry Bauer III, his uh, pal Antonio Horseman makes uh, experimental music at. Harvest Man Records. There's a number at the end now. Bandcamp.com. Damn, I, 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 I gotta buy that shit. Remind me about that when I I picked up uh, a Fruit Quake Mountain Dew, um, and he said it was pretty all right. But he also liked the gingerbread one, and I did not like the gingerbread one from last year. So do we're gonna. Do you like remember. ginger? Do you like ginger in general? Oh, love ginger. Okay. Did not, not love the gingerbread flavored Mountain Dew. Because it felt very aftertaste heavy. Like, it did not taste like ginger. It was like you drank, you know, just like beverage, like carbonated beverage. Not really a lot of taste. It was just like after, like artificial aftertaste. Hmm. You want to hear how dumb your uh, your Kohl's uh, partner is real quick after we get your opinion on that? I've never had a fruitcake before. Never had fruitcake before? It, it honestly tastes a little bit like Hawaiian punch. Well, I mean, I love so, that, personally. I'm, I'm not mad about it. I don't know if I, I mean, I'd say I don't know if I'm going to get more. I, I, I probably will get several more of these before the season's over, but. Uh, much better than the Halloween flavor. And with Halloween. pumpkin or what? No, it's like they always say it's like a voodoo, like mystery flavor, but it's always like cotton candy kind of tasting. Mm. Just doesn't do it for me. Not a cotton candy fan. Mm. Bubblegum, cotton candy, none of that. Out of here. I mean, I love eating cotton, like actual cotton candy. Cotton candy flavors, okay. And uh, someone not a con- not cotton candy fan. They uh, they love bananas, but they don't like anything imitation banana. And ever whoever said that said that. Now I really can't stand anything imitation banana. So here's the thing with banana, Tom. Love bananas. Banana flavoring. Does taste like banana, but that variety of banana is now extinct. You can't find it anymore. What? The specific breed of banana that the banana flavoring is based off of. Yeah. 
no longer exists, like, in the real world. What kind of flavor? What kind of banana was it? It's just a different banana. It's like, have you ever seen, like, a real banana? Not, like, the bananas, like... Yeah. Like, you've seen the bananas with, like, the seeds in it, right? Like, where it's, like, all the inside is, like... Yeah, apparently there is flavored after a different breed of banana that no longer exists and isn't, like, available on stores, so... it is a banana flavor. That's why it tastes so different from like a banana. Hmm. Yeah, because uh, not to be this guy, when I was in Ecuador, uh, make a long story short, we got a we got a tour of a banana plantation by someone. Like it wasn't like a a tour, like a touristy tour. Like we make a long story short, we ran into this girl in one town. She says, "Well, I live in this town. Uh, just go to the town, find the town, ask for the, the little gringa." She's one of the two white people that live in the town. And she hooked up with like a, a tour of the banana plant by someone that works there. She was doing she was working there for uh not to have tash from humanity, but something like or something like that. So um yeah, that was really fucking cool. Like we got to tour like an actual banana plantation by you know. I didn't speak any English, so she had to translate for us, but yeah, it was really cool. So huh. That's that banana doesn't exist anymore, huh? So I guess since we're talking bananas, Tom, you like your, your bananas a little green still, or you like them like yellow? I like them yellow. I mean, I like, them, I like them still a touch on the green side. Like, they're not like mushy. I don't mind mushy. I just don't like it hard. Like, you know. Wow. I don't I don't know if that whistle came off on my mic, but <laughs> It kind of did. Um, it's just not happening. It's that. It's all that sugar and that fruitcake flavored Mountain Dew. Just can't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I like them definitely more yellow. I mean, like I said, it sucks when you like you peel a green banana and it's the peel still sticks to the banana. And... Right, you got to fight with it a little bit. Yeah. Like and then yeah, it's a little too green. And that always kind of harkens the question, like. Who the fuck was the first person to like look at that and figure out you got to peel it and you can eat it? I mean, you could eat the peel. Well, yeah, but I mean, but like, I mean, it's like, just not as pleasant. Yeah, the first person ever in the history of humanity. <laughs> like, how did they think? I question shit like that about like shellfish, like yeah. lobsters. Who looked at that and said, you know, what? I'm going to crack this fucker open. I'm going to eat it. Yeah. Like, uh, this thing grabbed a hold of me. It, Cut off my toe or whatever. I'm gonna, I'm gonna boil it alive and then fucking like. Who thought of that? Yeah, I wonder if that's documented anywhere. So that'd be. I, I, yeah, I always question shit like that. And, it, and it's stuff like shrimp too, because like you can eat the shells. I do. You can. Just depending on how it. depending on how big they are. I mean, it might be a little chewy and like a little man, but I mean, it's like sunflower seeds. I eat, I eat the shell. I eat shell on peanuts. Pumpkin seeds? Eat yeah. shells on those too? Too labor inducive to sit there cracking all shit. It's like not, not about yeah, Especially the smaller stuff. Um, yeah, no fucking hard shell peanuts? No, fuck that, man. I just throw the whole thing in there, man. Throw all the fiber and the salt is and everything? Mmm. So, um, but yeah, speaking of sugar, so the last 60 days of, uh, of the year, Tom's going uh, no sugar, no cheese, no caffeine, no alcohol. Um, but my, my better half had some gingerbread cookies and I was eating the shit out of those. 
I didn't think there was any sugar in them because I'm like, oh, it's got the word ginger in it. So that's healthy for you, right? Ginger is. But gingerbread, yeah. I love ginger. Gingerbread does have sugar in it, yeah. Um, Probably some molasses. Yeah, shit. What did I... I had something really good ginger somewhere. Was that with you? I don't know if I had sushi. I don't know, but anyways... um, Tom, how many grams of sugar do you think is in this Mountain Dew? <laughs> uh, 320. No. It's uh, 72. What cracks me up is if under the, where it says total sugar, it says included uh, 72 grams of added sugars, and it's 144% of your daily intake of added sugar. Wow. You don't have to work early in the morning, do you? I don't have to work at all tomorrow. Oh, nice. Oh, shit. We're having a, we're having a marathon recording tonight, huh? Oh, maybe if we didn't have a shitty road rage episode to talk about. <laughs> but. Well, we'll have been on for 10 minutes and we haven't even mentioned Ring of Honor yet, Will, so... It's all right. My, uh-huh. my plans for tomorrow, it just keeps going. I'm off tomorrow, so my plans are uh, laundry, all my household errands, Swing out to the comic book shop because issue six of Do a Powerbomb dropped today. Nice. There's only one more issue left. I haven't done any fan art because I thought about it because they print some of the issues. I haven't sent any fan letters, which is one of the, my favorite parts of the comic is that he does have like the, the viewers like questions and like yeah answers and stuff. So like, he talks about some, some of it's like talking about wrestling matches. He even posts like negative ones where there was one guy, I think I brought this up on an earlier episode, but they're like, I was so mad that you wrote a comic book about wrestling because wrestling is so fucking dumb. And I'm like, that's it. This guy's fucking lost it. I'm out of here. He's like, but I read it and this is amazing. It's like, because wrestling, it's the Lucha Underground thing. Wrestling lends itself to media that's not live sports entertainment program. Yeah. I had this idea. If somebody wants to steal this idea and run with it, I really want them to because this, I push really hard, not as hard as I should have. But when my, we had to do like a senior project. So we had like our senior thesis paper we had to do. Then we also had like a collection or like a short novel or whatever as like a final project kind of deal. And I had some pieces that were like wrestling related. Yeah, and they weren't people's favorites because it's like, well, wrestling. I mean, sports kind of in general is kind of like a kind of thing in that group. But um, I had a couple ideas, and one of them was this: like, I want to do like an epic poem about a guy who goes to find his father, and he went to Mexico. So he goes down as a wrestler in Mexico, but all. The masked wrestlers are vampires. Hmm. And it doesn't really fit because I was thinking more of like the Chinese style vampire. The ones where like they like they hold their arms out and they kind of like hop. Mm. And they've got kind of like the great Ocon like <laughs> the, the white sheet over the face kind of thing. Yeah. So it's on the list. I've got I've got a collection of wrestling stuff I've got saved on here. 
I haven't worked on anything in a while. It's like I wanted to do that. Ink, I wanted to do the Wrestle Inktober thing, and I stopped that after like six days and just stopped keeping up with it. But that's my fault. I didn't make time for it. And that's the thing is, anything you want to do in life, you just got to make time for it. Because yeah. if you really want to do it, you'll find time to do it. Yeah. And like if you you really want to get to the gym, you want to make it that part of your day. You got to make it a set part of your day. Yeah, you want to be eat healthier. You plan out those meals and you make it time for your day. You want to do a Ring of Honor recap podcast from Ring of Honor from ten years ago. You carve out some time once a week with Visionaries Global Media. High five, Tom William Mercier Jr. There's there like the like the infamous Kevin Gill always says. There's nothing to it. But to do it, so. Remember, yeah. it take it takes sixty days for someone to become a habit. So we're we're almost at habit level. Yeah, I, I don't know about that one, but yeah, because I actually just celebrated my my two years of my uh, writing down my my notebook, my stupid notebook. So I've done that for seven hundred thirty days. So I have not completed every single stupid every day, but. Um, that's something else, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you just, you just gotta, you just gotta make the time, you know, and you gotta push through. I mean, you know, yeah, I just gotta get better about putting out the other podcasts. So, but yeah, well, we've been here Yeah, We've been here every week so far. So almost, well, we only missed two together. So. You know, know, I'm I'm dreading the day it rolls around. It's like when it's gonna be like, well, you gotta you gotta take this on your own. I'm gonna be like, oh no, I have no idea what to do because I just sit here and be stupid and try to pop Tom. Tom does all the real work. Well, I mean, you are. I mean, I wouldn't say the real work, but and anyways, um, well, we do have a couple of Ring of Honor related things not related to TV because uh, we will get into TV. And to be completely honest with everybody, as we discussed pre-production, there wasn't much to TV this week. Um, so we have a couple other things. But, uh, Will, you did send me a tweet earlier in the week uh, regarding Cornette and uh, Sami Zayn. Do you want to elaborate on said tweet? Sure. So I stumbled upon uh, a tweet from Sami Zayn, a retweet. You retweeted from a Wrestling News Co. on the Twitter with a quote from a one Jim Cornette. You know, and uh, we haven't seen Jim Cornette in a while. He does make a, a distant appearance in this week's television, but uh, you know, he still needs that physical therapy. Yeah, I mean, that's that's being thrown over that folding table. That table fucked him up. But, uh, Tom, could you ever imagine you're in a world where Jim Cornette says he's feeling oozy? No. Because he did. Quote from Wrestling News Co. Oh, I've been feeling oozy. Let me tell you something. I never thought I would say this, but I think now Sami Zayn is my favorite person to watch on television. El Generico certainly wasn't, but Sami Zayn is incredible. So 
there's a couple different points to that. One is a kayfabe thing where he hates Kevin Steen. And El Generico has been like the biggest antagonist to Kevin Steen. Yeah. So in kayfabe, he should love El Generico. At the same time, if you look at Jim Cornette as like a booker or whatever, he doesn't like El Generico. El Generico is a big draw. People love El Generico. People love Sami Zayn, but I mean the the bouncing souls and like the Huluva kick, the brain buster, the yeah, all that stuff. Like, how do you not? I mean, Jim Cornette also hated the Young Bucks. I mean, granted, we don't see a lot of the Young Bucks right now, but it's like again, like that's they're a draw. They bring people in. Like, it may not be your cup of tea, but, like, you as, like, the businessman must look at that and be like, I don't necessarily like these guys 100%. I kind of think they're jackasses, but they help fill up these arenas for blocks of taping. Yeah. You know enough to say, you know what, we're going to have this great match, glory by honor. We're going to end it with a what's in the box segment, and we're going to... We're not even going to show El Generico. We're not even going to bring out Generico. We're just going to bring out a mask. And you know that crowd's going to go ape shit. And they did. Yeah, I don't get... uh... Like, I don't... I've never listened to Cornette Podcast. I've listened to clips on YouTube here and there where it's been, like, suggested clips. And if it's something about... Something I actually kind of want to hear, like, what the conversation is. I try to keep it more like the positive ones where like things like he's obviously going to be like, I guess nicer about be more positive about. Yeah. I feel like even when he's positive about something, it's kind of like backhanded. Like it's not fully like a positive, like thumbs up. You're doing great. Yeah, like uh, like Matt Hardy. Oh, pull, you're really good, but see that Jim Cornette, he's feeling oozy. No, and I haven't watched any. Of, I watched that clip so many times <laughs> to see people breaking on TV. I love it. Sammy Zane's a fucking genius. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, it's the whole package. It's, his comedic timing is so impeccable. Yeah. Like, he's a naturally funny dude, which is so funny because you hear him like in interviews, like when he did the oral sessions, like he doesn't necessarily come off as being like a funny haha guy. He talks a lot about, about a lot of serious stuff, like his like medical camps and stuff like that, that he like, raises money for and that he pays for and like stuff like that but the dude's funny yeah him, it must be something about being from Montreal because him and Kevin Steen both just have that inherent like I'm not trying to be funny like I am funny and every people are going to laugh at this whether I'm playing it straight or I'm playing it up as like people are supposed to laugh at this 
I mean, the last like was it been like a year, two years? Like with the dancing and like the all the gifts and the shirts with like the, him dancing over it and the suits with him dancing all over it. He's got the hair and the beard growing out. Did they come say I need sunshine? That's good. I mean, Pat Patterson's from Montreal, and that motherfucker was funny too. I listened. I listened to uh, Rocket Tarusta by the Razor Ramones today, and we got to the the closing track, which is called "Sami Zayn is Our Favorite Wrestler." That's it's like cool. it's like I'm hype. Sami Zayn, let's go. Now, um, so bringing kind of back to 2012, was he hurt or something? Why have we only? I mean. Are they saving him for special attractions, or? I don't necessarily think he was hurt. I just don't think they had anything really for him. <laughs> I don't know if they necessarily had anything for him to do, which sounds silly since we see the same, like, five people over and over again. But, I mean, this was probably cl- When did Sammy sign with the E? I think he went first, right? He I did mean, go first because that was the whole thing is that everywhere the two of them went, Sammy always went first. I'm pretty sure. I mean, we still have well over a year before he gets signed. You know what I mean? Like, if we're getting towards the end of that, like, and I get part of it too is like, you want to save him for a big event. Like, you know, like, this guy's got to come back. We're going to save him for like a big deal because this is going to be a big story point. And Jim Cornette's storytelling isn't all great at this point in Ring of Honor, but a lot of the stories, like, he gives them time. Some of them maybe have too much time. But you can certainly say he's not hot-shotting any stories. Like, yeah, um, as I don't of- think we've had any things in, like, the last year so far. They've been like, you know, I wish they gave us, like, another two weeks. If anything, we're like, I wish this was done, like, two weeks ago. You know, obviously, it's it's working because, um, like you said, the crowd pop because you only see the dude twice a month or twice a year. Let's see here. He's only thirty eight. Yeah. Oh shit. NXT champion? So he signed. Wow. In January 2013. No shit. So we are. This is the last match. Yeah. We're, We're winding down on it. Oh shit, it kind of hurts a lot. Oh shit. Yep. 2013, he made his debut for NXT but did not wrestle. His in ring debut was at a live event March 7th in Tampa, Florida. Wow, because it was Owen signed like a whole year later? Yeah. Oh. Zane made his televised debut May 22nd for NXT. But he signed at the end. It says he signed in January 2013, so. 
Justin this is Gab- it. Wow. Defeated Justin Gabriel, my my boy Justin Gabriel slash PJ Black. Dr. PJ Black. He was so nice. I talked to him for like 20 minutes. Holy shit. Wow. I should go back and watch some old NXT. Old NXT was so good. That first takeover was so good. I miss NXT. I miss good NXT. Yeah. I used to watch pay-per-views and NXT. Yeah, I watched every episode of NXT from October of 2016 to uh, probably April this year, I think. So maybe I started a little bit later, so I'm trying to think of the timeline. But wow, so this is, I don't mean to break the fourth wall, but fuck, this is his last match in Ring of Honor? Final battle is going to be his last match, yeah. Huh. I'm wow. Interesting. Okay. Well, that answers that question. I mean, at this point, they had to have known too that he was probably looking to, yeah, to sign and know, like, hey, they're interested. I'm interested. Yeah, we're just going to put him in this really dangerous match ahead of time, also. I mean, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean... Oh, you want to go work somewhere else? Sure, you just have to survive <laughs> ladder war. Yeah, with your... Uh, holy shit. Um, I, I, am, I have to admit, Will, I'm aghast right now. Um, wow. That, I, I, I'm shocked. Huh. All right. Well, we don't, we don't want to talk too much of the future. I mean, we do have the benefit of eyesight, but... Um, but, Will, I do want to mention a tweet that I found earlier, so shout out to the Ring of Honor history. And thank you, Brendan, for hipping uh, you and Brendan for hipping me to to these guys. But uh, they put a question, which of these four guys he wish would have been Ring of Honor champion? And it was uh, Marty Skrull, Paul London, uh, Mark Briscoe, and Chris Hero. Um, had no idea that was Paul London. Yeah, and like you said, once again, shout out to Brendan. I wouldn't have known it was Paul London. I thought maybe it was Jimmy Rave. Um, How is it that picture's from so long ago when Paul London looks so much older then than he does now? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. For me, I mean, obviously Mark Briscoe's great, but it still feels weird to think that Chris Hero didn't have a run with the world title. Yeah, I mean, that was that, that was my tweet. Um, you know, it's... Yeah, I, I I don't get it. You know, it'd be interesting to see if he makes any comeback in between his stints with the with uh with the E. Um, obviously, I mean we are we are big fans. I mean we do have a weekly segment um to our national or our um our shout out to Mark Briscoe. I mean Mark Briscoe is a goddamn national treasure. Uh, that is the bottom line. You know, and it would be cool to see. I mean, they obviously still have a chance. I mean, Mark Briscoe. I mean, Briscoes are signed with old coach Ring of Honor. Um, but I'm just shocked. I mean, unless maybe. I mean, he's more of a. You know, they do the Briscoes. Yes, they are taken very good care of by Ring of Honor. Um, but the simple fact, I mean, they are they are family men. Mark's got 14 kids. 
Um, I don't think he's got 14 kids. So I just wonder if they never gave him a title because he couldn't really, um, you know, dedicate that much time. Um, but the simple fact, Mark Briscoe is a goddamn national treasure. And I don't know much about Paul London, to be honest with you. I mean, I know the name. Uh, I know he was with, with the Brian Kendrick. And I know they are former WWE tag team champions. And I know he does, was pretty big in Lucha Underground. I can't remember his gimmick in, in Lucha Underground. So um, I, yeah, I need to find Lucha Underground. Sunny High Fivers out there. It was on Tubi. But they took it off, so that's really fucking irritating. Um, my wife had a great idea. We should just buy it and have every Lucha Underground wrestler that we see autograph the DVD set, but it's not on fucking DVD. Um, you can't watch on Amazon Prime. I just might fork over the $130 and stream it on Amazon Prime and just say, fuck it. Um, you know, but, you know, we've been very fortunate. Speaking of my, my substantial better half, um, you know, we've met, we've met the Lucha Bros. We've met Johnny Mundo. I've met uh, Willie Mack. We've met Taya Valkyrie, uh, Brian Cage. We've met Jeff Cobb. Hey, Sunshine, any Lucha Underground people I'm forgetting that we've met together? So Johnny Mundo. Um, you never saw Willie Mack with me, though, did you? I did say Cage. But you've never seen Cage, though, have you? That's stupid. Um, yeah, so uh, we'll see. But, I mean, and the other big question is um, I do have is, listen, it, it's Marty Skrull. We all know what happened. I'm not going to get into all that. I'm not going to get on my thoughts on that. La da 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 this, that, or the other thing. Um, that did break my heart at the time. Marty Skrull was literally my third favorite wrestler um, going. You know, at the time when that all went down, he was made the head booker. Um, that was kind of the deal. Like I said, the Bucks and and Hangman and, and all of them went to you know AEW. Obviously, Adam Cole had been kicked out of Bullet Club and was replaced by Marty Skrull. Um, but I, you know, it, but I think the deal was that Marty was going to stay in Ring of Honor, and I think he was the head booker. You know, I know there was practically a fucking riot when Matt Taven won that title instead of him at MSG. Um. You know, but it is interesting to see would they were they planning on giving Marty Skrull the title eventually, anyways. Um, you know, I was kind of shocked. I thought like it, that would be kind of his reward. He was gonna have a big program with Nick Aldis on NWA just before the pandemic and before all that happened. So um, yeah, we'll see. It was uh it was an interesting question. Like I said, I definitely have to pick Mark Briscoe. Uh Mark Briscoe is you know is a national treasure. We we love Mark Briscoe, um, you know, and, uh, you know, maybe they'll give him a TV title someday. I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, no, they're not getting any younger. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the Briscoes, I mean, yeah, they've been doing a long time. But, I mean, obviously, you know, 20 years wrestling, so they're they're in their late 30s is a, a tougher late 30s than than someone like me, um, you know. But we shall see. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens with that. But, uh, yeah, shout out to the Ring of Honor History um, tweet. I will put a link in there. Uh, everyone should follow those guys. They they put a daily, you know, a piece of Ring of Honor history. Um, sometimes multiple. Obviously, multiple things go on, you know. And hopefully, on December, definitely look out on December sixteenth because uh, that is uh, the ten year anniversary of Final Battle, which is which is coming up. So Will and I are definitely going to review that. So uh, yeah, definitely check out those Ring of History guys on the Twitter machine. So 
Uh, but yeah, and then we're going to go here to our question of dishonor from our boy, Brundon. One. All right. Um, so yeah, our question of dishonor from our de facto third um, Ring of Honor Revelry member, Brundon. Uh, Will, I can't believe I didn't get a picture of just the three of us uh, when we were together because I'm a fucking idiot. I don't next even time. Um, next time. Next time. You know, um, if you got GCW is going to be in Milwaukee on Sunday. Um, of course, they're having a show during the Packer game. Not the brightest idea, but Packers are three and six or three and seven. So that might even matter. But um, we'll talk about that next week. But um, Brendan's question is, I'm going to read the full tweet because I do whatever the fuck I want. But uh, got a good one for you this week. Pick two guys off 2012 Ring of Honor tag teams and make up a tag team. My mind went straight to Benjamin and Alexander for contact Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander. And then I remember, shit, they were a team. Laugh out loud. Um, I chuckle real quick. So I kind of read this in passing. I first read it. Um, when he said Alexander, I thought he meant Josh Alexander. Um, so I thought he meant, like I said, mix, you know, one guy in a tag team in 2012 and current. Uh, but dude, seriously, Shelton Benjamin and Josh Alexander would make a killer fucking. I mean, obviously, Josh Alexander's on a great run in Impact right now. I still say top five best wrestlers in the world. Everyone laughs at me. I don't give a flying fuck. Um, but uh, we kind of discussed this in, in pre-production. Um, and then he says his actual one is, um, yeah, it came down to his Nick Jackson and Jay Briscoe. Um, once again, fucking Brunin stealing my thunder. That's kind of what I was thinking. Um, I wonder why Nick Jackson. Why Nick out instead of Matt? Yeah. Honestly, I think Nick's the better wrestler. I think Nick could actually seriously go on a good singles run someday. It's kind of funny how Matt and Jay are like the lead brother, basically. Yeah. Like Matt wrestles more like the powerhouse style, even though he's not really like a powerhouse guy. Like he has like the the triple Northern Light suplexes, and he does most of the talking and whatnot. But you could argue that, I mean, if you want to go that route, maybe Mark and Nick Jackson. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I yeah, mean, it's it's almost like the the can they coexist kind of thing. Like you have the the flips and the fists and the. <laughs> I mean, I, I struggled to come up with an answer to this question because my mom kept going to people who aren't in tag teams to put together. Because it's hard to think about, because it feels like there's so many tag teams, but there really isn't a ton of tag teams. I've kind of been exposed in this t- tag team tournament. Um, but I, when I scurried off, I didn't come up with an answer. Just one? Just one. I only needed one, so. Okay. That good, huh? You know, this this ain't no. Uh, I'm not a biggie or. or did it first or I just need five, five thousand dollars. No, strong and Jimmy Jacobs. Oh, well, I mean, House of Truth. House of Truth on as far as TV goes is still okay. a unit. Uh, stable. 
we haven't gotten to the follow-up from Glory by Honor yet because, spoiler alert, they're still showing us all the matches from Glory by Honor. Yeah. And uh, not a valid answer to the question, but how cool of a tag team would like a Matt Cross and Sami Zayn be? Two punk rock guys? Two international punk rock guys. Yeah. I'm actually they had to have teamed somewhere along the line, so or you can put them under the gimmick, have a son of havoc in El Generico. Yeah. Oh, that'd be fucking sweat. Oh god, I hope someday. Chico, let her eat, buddy. Let her eat. Don't smoke yeah, my, my answer is kind of my answer is kind of like borderline. I'm thinking it was like because they'd be like a more metal tag team than the headbangers. But TV doesn't know it yet, but do you know what? I know it. House of Truth is done. Like that. Well, that, this this version. That dead, horse, it, that dead horse is blue at this point. Yeah. To uh to quote the, the famous uh Shining Wizards Matt. Um I, I had a couple I, I was I I came up with something kind of fun um on my walk this afternoon. Shout out to walking. Uh it was a beautiful day, it was 60 degrees outside. Uh, and there are squirrel nests all uh, plenty because all leaves are down. So shout out to squirrel nests and my wife pointing out those awesome squirrel nests in our neighborhood. Um, but I thought it'd be kind of fun if you mix the bravados and the young bucks. Um, I could see that. You know, kind of just trade a brother for a brother would be kind of would be interesting. Um, I'm not sure which which bravado is which. Um, I think it doesn't younger, matter. I think the younger one is currently on Andre Chase. Um, you know, but yeah, Roddy and Jimmy Jacobs, that'd be a lot of fun. You know, I think I'll, like they're they're both like a little more veterans at this point. They they've both been kind of kicking around for a while. And shit would be cool too. Like I said, if if you put um if you put Shelton and Alexander together, imagine Caprice and Charlie Haas. So you got the two veterans, and then they go against you know their former tag team partners. So I know Shelton's well, Shelton's not brand new still, but he's a bit younger than Charlie Haas, so I think. Titus and Strong could be an interesting one too if you wanted to go for just a straight up like pure athlete, pure muscle, pure athleticism. Yeah, I was trying to think. I mean, um, it just said 2012. So I mean, Kenny King could fit in anywhere with any of those guys. So yeah, but he's not there no more. <laughs> I mean, he was he was in a tag team in 2012. Yeah, but I mean, so was was it Chris Silva? Is that the kid's name? <laughs> Isn't he on NWA now? I don't know. I, I haven't I haven't watched the NWA in ages. I haven't watched the pen, but I should. I have to. Ask- I, I paid for the bundle for all the championship wrestling from Hollywoods, and I never watched any of them. That's classic, Tom. Um, yeah, but I, I mean, love buying pay per views on Fight and never watching them. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of that, I mean, how about some of the guys from uh, the Mighty Don't Kneel? They're in the. Uh, uh, they're in the tag tournament. New Japan. Oh, really? That's cool. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like you switch. Uh, yeah, that'd be interesting. So, huh? Yeah. So, um, yeah. That that's where I came. Have, up have you up. looked at those uh, those brackets? The the junior yeah. tag and the there's some there's your thrown together teams, but it's like some of those thrown together teams kind of like. Well, it was what uh, Tai Chi was it ZSJ and Tai Chi or the who's his tag team partner? I'll pull it up. I mean, you got Chris Bay and Ace Austin representing Bullet Club. That's a good team. Uh, Alex Zane is in a in there as well. Connors and Suzuki, uh, no Suzuki and uh, Lance Archer. Suzuki Goon's back, huh? Suzuki Goon's back. Which I'm glad. Lance Archer needs to be doing something because dude is great. Yeah. I'm glad he got rid of that tramp stamp. Everybody dies, Tom. So, well, Will, we should probably address the elephant in the room here. Um, the elephant in the room. I listen to y'all are just pounding a Mountain Dew, but elephant might be a little harsh. <laughs> um, you know, we should probably go over episode 60 of Ring of Honor Television. I mean, do we? Yeah, we can make this really short and just talk about the two tidbits of like new information we actually get. Well, you know, I, I, but, I, can quick. I mean, this is. I this is this is your ship, Tom. So I mean, I do, have, I, do, I do have two pages of notes. How did you get two pages of notes? Because <laughs> I, I write my actual questions on on here. To, like to ask Will about this. Um, but the weird thing though is, once again, they keep fucking up the the day of the week because um, they moved it up a day. So now it's uh, so it's November tenth, which is a Thursday. Which, you know, when we started this show, was the TV was supposed to drop the day the episode dropped, but whatever. Um, yeah, this, uh, we've got some more road rage here, high fivers. Uh, this is episode 60. Um, Will's like, fuck this, I'm out of here. This episode was really bad. And he's not wrong. Um, we are going to move the mobile office. <laughs> um, so we can keep talking, but I'm relocating. Um, yeah, this is this review of uh, the fantastic film. Um, and, and I understand, like I said, they got to show these matches. You know, if I was watching, well, we'll take, talk about that at the end. Um, but first, we get a little a cringy promo from Mike Bennett and Maria. And Maria's doing like, aren't you a man? Are you going to really let him talk to me? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, this is after Mike Mondo was like a Molest- cartoon villain. Yeah, and then the 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 Mondo said, we are big Mike Mondo fans. We're gonna have Mike Mondo on the show. I'm gonna make it happen. Throw it out there in the universe. Um, but yeah, and he's got a weird rapey promo. Um, but unfortunately, you know, unfortunately, I'm glad they didn't show these promos in Glory by Honor because I'll, I'll watching this match. Will did this match. It really did. Um, you know, the actual awesome. Um, obviously, we did review this match when we reviewed Lord Bayana. Uh, 
you know, the the hot the action was hot and heavy, and we feel like it's it was an actual grudge match. Um, I did like the whole Mike uh, Mike Mondel um, crawling under the ring and Bennett not finding him, and him coming out of nowhere and just demolishing Bennett. And that's where Bennett hurt his elbow. Um, and then Bennett smashes Mondo's already injured ankle on the on the ring barrier. So, um, but Will, we did get a quick break, and we announced final battle is on December sixteenth. It's at two p.m. So another afternoon. I mean, so I know final battle this year is in the afternoon. Um, and we get a uh, Truth Martini talking. There's gonna be some hoopla hotties. Um, I don't know who's gonna be in the stable at that point. I, you know, I mean, headbangers are gone. Um. Rhino's pissed. Elgin's beating up strong. So maybe the House of Truth comes back with some um, different members. So I guess we'll see. We'll see. Um, match continues. Uh, Mondosa jumps off the 25-foot entrance, Will. He was he 25 feet in the air, according to Nigel McGinnis, when really it was probably 15 feet, max. That's pretty dumb, considering you have a lingering like knee injury. Yeah, and ankle injury onto that hard ankle. Foot. Um, well, yeah, he had the, with the knee injury in this in the match, though, but yeah, um, not the best jump, you know, but whatever. But yeah, Mondo did brutalize the living shit out of Bennett on the outside, though. Um, but yeah, and then Mondo leaves him laying, but La- Mondo does go into the ring, he does break the count. He's like, I want to beat this motherfucker in the ring. Um, you know, this match was cut up a little bit for TV. Um, great physical match, but in the end, Maria. Throwing out her 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 womanly wares, um, distracting Mondo. Uh, maybe she's in love with him uh, after all. But alas, will it was a ruse. Maria does not yeah. hook up with yeah. Um, but yeah, Mondo moves in for the in uh, Bennett comes in, but Mondo did not do a great job of no selling that. I mean, he knew it was coming. Um. Yeah, but then he does the what was it called an Okada roll? What the fuck's it named after? Just some random roll up. I don't know. I honestly have never thought to look into why it's called what it is. So maybe we'll have to um, ask close personal friend Kevin Kelly next time we talk to him. So um, yeah, the Bennett kicks out and uh, Mondo goes in the ropes. Maria slaps the shit out of him. and then Bennett hits the what do you call what's he call that move? The to be announced or some shit. Um hits his, his like the F5. Um and gets the win. You know, unfortunately, Mike, like we talked about, we already reviewed this, but so the first thing that pops up when I tried to Google it, it's called an O'Connor roll. Ah O apostrophe C O N N O R. Ah, not an Okada roll. <laughs> um, so I don't know who this O'Connor fella is, but that's where that's what it is. Some some fellow O'Connor. All right, high fivers. I mean, we could Google this, but that's no fun. So high fivers, I'm, get out of it. I'm doing it now. I'm not actually here to. Okay. Uh. Pat O'Connor comes up. That's what I thought. I, that name rings a bell. New Zealand professional wrestler, born August 22nd, 1924. Hmm. Died August 16th, 
So it's not an Okada roll. That makes sense. Okay. It's not an Okada roll. It is an O'Connor roll. <laughs> uh, but next we get a, a brief inside Ring of Honor and ringofhonorwrestling.com where you can buy uh, Border Wars, the greatest TV sh- wrestling event ever in Toronto. Right. Don't, don't bother trying to push people to buy reruns or whatever of Glory by Honor, which was the better show. Nope. Shove down that hostage crisis DVD. Well, they, they, pro- probably, they probably bought so many units. Like we got to sell these fucking DVDs. Let's go. Yeah. And they probably haven't even printed the glory by honor ones yet. So, um, maybe they could pre-order them. Just saying. Uh, but we do get a lengthy Matt, uh, Hardy promo. He's a big money, Matt. He's ripping on everyone. Uh, but this time he's concentrating Adam Cole, you know, Adam Cole's tough, but he's not as tough. You know, his, his intestines came out in a match one time, and he finished the match, blah, 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 blah. By the time he was Adam Cole's age, he already traveled the world, ran his own promotion, changed the face of wrestling, blah, 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 blah. But, Will, the big part is we find out this is the last match that Jim Cornette is booking for Ring of Honor. You yeah. know last week. I even missed it when they met. They last of- week. Jim Cornette said over the phone that we're going to find out who is going to be taking over this week. This week, he says, it's going to be revealed next week. Well, now I don't know for sure who it's going to be. I have a guess. my, My guess would be Nigel. Because in the time period that I was watching, Nigel was like the on screen authority figure. Mm. So I don't know if this is the point where they start leaning him in to that. Okay. That could be interesting. Um, well, I mean, this time, I mean, Cornet did say that he knew, I think he, well, I think last week he wanted to decide who it was, and this week he's decided who it is, but he can't announce it because the person that it is hasn't been, doesn't even know yet, which... That's classic. I'm giving, I'm giving this person a job. They don't know it yet, but they're going to have this extra responsibility. So, um, you know, I don't know if this is a shoot or if this is kayfabe, but I mean, Jim Cornette said that he was persuaded by what very persuasive people to, to give up the reins or something like that. Um, I don't know how much, you know, away from Cornette this is going to be. I'm kind of excited for it, uh, but we shall see. Uh, but yeah, his last match that he signed was Matt Hardy with Adam Cole. Interesting. Match. The only match that's officially signed. That's it. You know, well, I mean, still uh, TV taping wise, they're still in October, so they still have time. But, um, but yeah, but then they talk about Steen uh, and his um, evidence of Lorvancha. Um, yeah, but uh, like we talked about. I'm a little sad, Will. I did not realize this is El Generico's last match in Ring of Honor. I mean, it's going to be. They don't, we don't know that yet, though. No. We don't, we don't even know when this match is technically going to happen yet because it's not like they've announced anything. That's true. So and They're so far behind on when TVs are actually coming out that by the time it rolls around, we're finally going to be like, oh, yeah, we're going to start building to that a week after the pay-per-view happened. Yeah, hopefully things improve with Cornette. God damn. But yeah, then we get real quick some highlights of Rick Titus and uh friend of the Brain Buster Boys, BJ Whitmer versus Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team. Um, this highlight went longer than I first remembered. 
Um, great match, though. I mean, these two really beat the piss out of each other. Um, you know, and going with, with Brundon's question earlier, I could see Charlie Haas and BJ Whitmer making a fucking great team. This old dude, two old dudes beating the piss out of each other. Um, yeah, let's say we went over the ending last time, double power bomb thing. Um, you know, then we get a quick, uh, we get a quick final battle, uh, with Kevin Steen. It's going to be wrestlers in the past, the present, and the future. Uh, Steen and Scum come on, you know, it's like, well, everyone's acting like it's going to be the end of the world, but if the end of the world ends, Scum's going to be on top. Now, Will, the question I have for you is, do you remember 2012 and the hysteria that it brought? Oh, the world was supposed to end, right? Yeah, the Mayan calendar ended December 21st, 2012. You know, for them, that was a pretty far ways out. Like, did they really think they need to keep trying past that? I mean, you're not they, they probably assumed they'd have a, a a new calendar by then. Yeah, I mean, they weren't assuming they were going to be conquered in that you know that 1500 years. So because you know it's like you buy a calendar, 13 months, and you know you're gonna have to, you're, the the world doesn't end. Your calendar just runs out. You got to get a new one. Yeah, yeah. I was actually in South America the month before this, um, so that was that was kind of fun. I actually watched uh, the movie. Did you ever see the movie 2012 with John Cusack? I don't believe so. I don't think I saw that one. It's actually not as bad as I thought it was, to be honest with you. Um, it's a lot of, it's definitely, a, well, like every book, I think it's influenced by Lord of the Flies. But have you read Lord of the Flies? I should reread that. I have not read it. I've seen the movie, but I have not read the source material. Okay. That's where you read that book, so. Yeah, I've got a, well, I'll talk about that off air. Uh, but Will, time for our main event. Are you excited? No. Good match. I I watched this episode on double speed and with just enough volume that if something big happened, I could hear somebody squeak up. Yeah, I watched this about an hour ago. Um, you know, it's the whole part mentor- of me thought when I saw that when it first started out, I was like, it's going to be road rage. I'm like, I'm just going to not watch. I'm just going to like dick around with Tom for like the whole episode. I'm like, oh. I gotta watch because they're probably gonna actually give us something during like the inside ring of honor thing, or there's gonna be like some throwaway line. It's gonna be like, wait a minute, that's important. Yeah. Here's the other two thirds of the of the pay per view that we hope you guys bought. Did they announce any matches for next week from Glory Brown? Nope. Well, that's good. Maybe they're getting caught up. Um, this, I mean, from a, t- a technical standpoint, this match was really good, though. Um. Yeah. You know. Lots of neck moves, um, and I, I was actually like to rewatching Edwards, you know, being blame it on the neck moves. That's really funny because uh, Bob Seger is playing a very big part in Eastbound and Down right now that I'm watching. So, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Edwards is in that neck bridge with Cole, and then Cole does the knees on the stomach, and Edwards doesn't break the bridge. That's pretty fucking impressive, to be honest with you. Um, great match. The ending, though, will um, super kick uh, to you know Cole on Edwards that does knock him out. Uh, Shining Wizard in the back of Mad that does knock him out. But oh, will the Florida Key? Holy shit! It's the moved and all moves. Um, gets the pin on Edwards. The Florida fucking key. Um, I don't understand why this move is so protected. I know they're very very big on Adam Cole. Um, great match, bad ending. Um, Will, now let, let, let's try to be objective here. 
Um, we always ask, listen, if this is your first episode ever. Now, try and remember, listen, you know, you didn't see Glory by Honor. Um, this is your first exposure to Ring of Honor. Um, would that raise your grade from a D minus to anything above a C? No. You still hated the episode that bad, even if it was the first I would have hated the Mike Mondo promo. I would have thought the matches were fine. But I don't like this Mike Mondo business with the storyline. Yeah. As we've said before, I would be on board as somebody, like, if I was watching this at this time, I wouldn't have had the disposable income to buy the pay-per-views. So I would have thought it was neat. But watching it from the perspective of somebody, like, now, because I'm at the point I'm at now, I could afford to buy an iPay-Per-View. Right. So looking at it that way, it's like if I was tuning into it and I'm like, you know, the age and have like roughly the income I have now, I'd be like, well, I was looking forward to watching this every week because the past month was good. Survival of the fittest was good. But it's like, if I'm going to feel like, wow, I bought this pay-per-view, and it's like, oh, they're just going to show this whole pay-per-view for free across the next, like, three weeks, then why did I spend money to watch the pay-per-view? Well, yeah. Because they're giving away the full matches. Yeah. It's not like they're giving you, like, a match, or even if they threw in, like, a throwback, like, oh, here's a match from, like, a while, like, you know, one year ago today, here's, like, a a match from an event that we had or whatever, just to like fill out, give us some highlights, show us an old match or whatever. Yeah. Now as a standalone episode, but I said you just tuned in and like you've never seen it before. It still sucks that bad. Yep. I'm I'm not I'm not changing my way. <laughs> um but I feel like part of me would question why they're giving away their paper. No, was was my assessment as you giving this a D minus pretty accurate? Yeah, yeah. This is probably the worst episode we've had in, in a couple months. Um, you know, it's it. We try to be objective as of not knowing what's going on, but yeah, this was road rage when you don't have access to the pay per views. Thumbs up. Road rage when you do. Thumbs down. No. But they didn't announce any matches next for next week, so hopefully this is this the road rage is over. Um I mean what else would they really have to show? I mean they're probably not gonna show the title match. I mean they might. Yeah. They've shown like highlights of it, they shown the ending of it, but um well yeah, I mean so hopefully we get some of those matches from Rawway. Um, maybe, but I mean they the whole Jay Lethal bit, they didn't show us the match. They just, like, they talked, they flushed it out more. And we're still just moving on from it. So, who knows? Yeah. I don't think they know. No, I don't, th- I don't think they know either. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. I, I don't know how much control Jim Cornette has. Um, it's just... The block, I feel like there's two ways you can look at this. There's companies who took 
the block recording format, your pandemic ring of honor, your impact, and your, I'll say your NWA, pre-pandemic, pre-whatever. You do the taping block, and you run it through, then you have your pay-per-view. Yeah. And then you have your next taping block, you run it all, then you have your pay-per-view. And it works out great. Everybody goes home happy. You can look up spoilers if you want. But then there's the other side of that, where you have this Ring of Honor, and you have MLW. (laughs) Yeah. Where shit's in the can, and it just kind of festers there. Not a... Not a fan. Not a fan, Tom. My time, my time is precious. Yeah. I've got to sit through road rage. I want to talk about some cooler stuff, Tom. How about from our friends Ring of Honor history, 20 years ago today was the inaugural All-Star Extravaganza. Yeah, I saw that. That's pretty cool. Who's, uh, who's in that match? I can tell you, because I've got it right here. Oof, the font on that. Need your glasses. So we've got Otani and Tanaka. Really? Versus Carino and Loki. Xavier versus Jay Briscoe for the Ring of Honor title. Xavier is a big motherfucker. Is he dead? Xavier's dead, yeah. Because he was supposed to be part of that uh, that past and present Ring of Honor event that wound up getting canceled. Oh, so he passed away pretty recently then, right? Yeah. God, how much? So Jay Briscoe got some bunch of title shots pretty early, huh? Yeah. See, we got the... I think it says the Carnage Crew versus... Blood and Marrow. Oh, that's fun. The 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 font on the back of this DVD would probably would have been atrocious to read if I had the DVD in front of me. Let alone, we have a tag team title match: Daniels and Donovan Morgan mm. and Samoa Joe. Versus Loki, Doug Williams, and Homicide. That's fun. Then there was a tag team scramble to SC, the SAT, Special K. You can't read that. And the Hit Squad. Hmm. And then the number one contenders gauntlet AJ Styles, Amazing Red, Paul London, Michael Shane, and CM Punk. Really? Hmm. Interesting. Tom, you want you want to hear about the New Japan tag brackets? I do actually. All right. You want to start with the Super Juniors? Or you want to start with the heavyweights? Super Juniors. All right. So we've got Taguchi, Clark Connors. Mm. Now I don't. These, this just has like the wrestlers' names because. Uh, Matt brought it up on the Wizards that they all have, like, 
they were all given like names. So I think he said that Taguchi and Connors are being called like wild hips or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that name pops me, but it does. So uh, Taguchi Connors, uh, Kushida and Kevin Knight from the LA Dojo. Nice. Or not LA Knight, Kevin Knight. Uh, we have Tiger Mask, Robbie Eagles. Yo and Leo Rush. Ah. up after what we saw. Mm-hmm. Rumble on 44th Street. Uh, Alex Zane is teaming up with El Lindemann. No shit. You got Bushi and Teton. LIJ for life. We've got TJP and Akira representing United Empire. Hmm. Kanemaru and Dokpi. Ace Austin, Chris Bay, Bullet Club, but nice. also representing Bullet Club. We have Show and Dick to go. Which means at some point, Ace Austin, Chris Bay will have to wrestle Show and Dick Togo. Hmm. Chicanery. There's going to be chicanery around. Yeah. And then on the heavyweight side, we have Tanahashi and Yano. Goto and Yoshihashi. Team, I'm excited to see Alex Coughlin and uh, Gabriel Kidd. No shit, yeah. Glad to see Gabe Kidd's back. Hopefully, he's doing a lot better. Lij again. We got Naito Sonata. Hmm. We've got Empire. Great United Empire. We got O'Connor Hanare. We have Mark Davis and Kyle Fletcher. Aussie that is our Aussie Open. We also have our Mikey Nichols and Shane Haste. Our These nice. Men Don't Kneel. Uh, Suzuki Goon. We have Bad Luck Fala and Chase Owens. And again, a, a second Bullet Club team with Evil in the Tokyo Pimp. Hmm. A lot of Bullet Club. So uh, O'Connor and Jeff Cobb aren't in there? Nope. So O'Connor, uh, Great O'Connor, to somebody else? O'Connor's with uh, Aaron Hanari. Yep. Oh, I hope Jeff Cobb's okay. So is that like a round robin tournament like the G1? I believe so, yes. Because they, if um, like the Wizards retreated it, and I can send it to you, they have like the, I don't know if it's, you can, you're going to be able to see. Not really, but they mm. grid it out, and it's got like the diagonal through it. And it's got the dates for like when every team like okay wrestles each other. So this starts on looks like November twenty second. Looks like the earliest date I'm seeing. Mm. So this will be starting soon. So the twenty second, we'll have Suzuki Goon versus uh, Babak Folly and Chase Owens. I'm really intrigued to see Aussie Open and the, the Mighty Don't Kneel. I'm excited for this. I I really want to keep up with New Japan really bad. It's just tough. Yeah. And part of it is like I just get frustrated because like I can watch it on my phone, but I don't want to watch it on my phone. I want to be able to put it up on my laptop, which works sometimes, but like the volume doesn't get that high. 
And I don't like sitting there with like headphones on if I don't have to have like headphones on. Yeah. I want to be able to put it on my fucking TV. But my Xbox uses fucking Microsoft Edge. And it's dog shit. <laughs> That's funny. At work, we still use Microsoft Edge. So we just we just got kicked off. I mean, in fairness, I, the, the Xbox One that I have is like one of like the first round that came out. Yeah. So this thing's got some miles on it. <laughs> Every now and then, even if I'm running a game that doesn't have a disc, it sounds like the disc drive is ready for takeoff. <laughs> Sounds like my old my my laptop. I take my notes on. So, I mean, I'm I might be looking to start saving up. Get the the new one S, the the all digital. Because I mean, at this point, now that there really isn't like stores to do like the secondary and used games, it's like there's not really a point in getting the the discs and whatnot. Yeah. Sometimes it's still cheaper though. Like I just got uh, the new. Well, it's not new anymore, but. It was new to me for the the new Metroid game for the Switch, and it was cheaper for me to buy the physical copy than really? it was for me to, to get the digital download. It was like ten bucks cheaper to buy a hard copy. Hmm. Interesting. But I'm circling the drain. I'm gonna have to peace out in like another thirty seconds, Tom. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm pretty much done for the day. So. Well, Will, before, before we do that, pull the train station, the kids like to say anything else you want to put over? No, just thanks Visionary Global Medias, all our stable mates on this fine network. Thanks for having us. Uh, people who actually tune in and listen, thank you. Yeah. I'm not sure how you found us because Tom and I don't really advertise this that much, so thank you for finding us. Hope you liked it. Uh, hope you're, you know, we're, we're, I think we're getting a little better every week. Yeah, I mean, mess, you know, if you do listen, mess, <laughs> We like to actually see uh, some social media. So, all right, well, well, I'm pretty much done. It's been a day, so I appreciate you. Um, and high fivers. We'll talk to everybody next week. Next week.